Welcome to the Thanks for Waiting podcast. I'm your host, Erin Lowry, a perpetual question asker, change enthusiast, wife, runner, mama, and eternal optimist. Together, we'll go deep into the mindsets and behaviors that will help you to recognize your potential and build the life you've always dreamed of. We'll frame or reframe our mindsets to see the world of opportunity directly in front of us. We'll share real-life tips and guidance toward building confidence and empowering ourselves and others so that instead of looking at life sorry that we're not yet where we want to be, we stare into the face of opportunity and say, thanks for waiting. I'm ready to dive in. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Thanks for Waiting podcast. I'm Erin Lauer, your host. Today's episode is going to be short and sweet and to the point because I want you to listen and remember what you're going to learn here and then take it with you wherever you go. I'm going to share with you the single most important piece of advice, the single most important lesson that I have ever learned in my business interactions in my career. And it's so simple. It's so simple but it's going to change every single one of your business interactions, I can guarantee you. It will change your relationship with your boss. It will change your relationship with your clients, especially the tough ones. It will change your relationship with the sofa salesperson you're hoping to get a discount from. I'm telling you, it's going to change everything. And it's so simple that you'll find yourself unconsciously repeating it back anytime you're not sure what to do next from a business navigation perspective. It's going to help you to win someone over, It will help you to build better working relationships, how to hit your sales numbers. Guys, it's so easy, and yet no one thinks of it this way. No one talks about it. Definitely not to me. I mean, I've shared this with so many people, and every time it's like this light bulb moment because this is not part of sales training. It's not part of college, like setting you up to be a strong working professional. So I'm going to tell you what this piece of advice is and what this lesson was in just a second. But I'm first going to tell you a story. So go on a journey with me. We're going down memory lane. Young Erin is fresh out of college. She's ready to take on the world as a salesperson. She's getting ready to start her first day at her first sales job ever. It's a casual company. She's not sure what to wear. They say you can be casual. She doesn't want to show up in jeans. So she's got, I don't know why I'm talking in third person. Aaron is me. I'm that was a mistake. I'm gonna start with me. I am getting ready to show up to my first sales job. I've got, I can literally remember it like it was yesterday. I'm wearing a red pencil skirt and a gray and white striped button-down top. And I show up to the office wearing heels. Everybody else is in jeans and sneakers. I get to um, the front desk, front desk attendant walks me over to the sales pod where my manager and all of my new colleagues are. They're all sitting in their chairs making sales calls, and I can hear like they're having some kind of competition related to how many cold calls can you make today. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to learn the script. Like, no one likes cold calling, but it's part of just paying your dues as a salesperson. So, okay, I'm here, I'm, I'm ready for it. And I start to put down my bag at my desk, and my new boss comes over and says, whoop, don't get too comfortable. You're going on a field trip today. And I was like, oh, okay, Wasn't, wouldn't have worn heels if I had known that. And he goes on to give me my assignment for what I will be doing for that day. So my book of business was going to be uh, quick service restaurants or fast casual restaurants and the business franchise owners. So I worked on brands like McDonald's or Jimmy John's or 
uh, Panera, things like that, just to give you examples um, of the types of businesses that I would be calling on and trying to sell this service into. And my boss says, the most important thing that you're going to need to know, you're going to learn out on the job today. I'm like, okay. He says, I want you to go to five different restaurant locations and I want you to talk to three different employees, if you can, at each of those locations. So 15 people you're going to talk to today. And I want you to ask them how they are measured for success. I'm like, okay, great. So I go and get back in the car. I'm driving around, not familiar with the area. So I'm trolling Google to find these different restaurant locations. And I start going into these locations and asking if I can talk to a manager or talk to the people working in the back of the house or talk to the host or hostess and the the person at the cash register. And I start asking questions just related to what does a good day look like for you and what does success look like for you when you're doing your job? How do you know you're doing your job well? How are you measured? And they start giving me all kinds of different answers. And the answer was totally different depending on who the individual was and what their role was at the company. So if I'm talking to a guest services attendant, so someone taking orders, for them, order accuracy and a timely, you know, being able to get through the line of customers was what they were measured on. And that is really important that they're getting the right order and they're getting people through the line as quickly as possible. If I'm talking to someone in the back of the house, they are measured on not wasting food and getting the orders right each time. So they're building out whatever it is, the sandwich, or they're making certain that the fries are warm, or so on and so forth. You get the point. So that's how they were measured, measured for success. If I talk to a location manager, their measurement is way more tied to the overall sales numbers of the business and what the customer experience was like. Are people going to come back to our location? Did we build the brand in a strong way? You know, or did people have a great experience with Panera on the whole? And are they going to come back and continue frequenting so that we get that repeat business and repeat sales? That was also different depending on what the type of business was. So if I went to a quick service restaurant, their metrics for success might look totally differently than a fast casual restaurant or a sit down restaurant. And so as I'm going through this day, I kind of didn't really understand the the assignment at first, but I, I took very thorough notes. And then at some point during this field trip, an outing of mine, it hit me like a light bulb, which was that I thought that I sort of knew what they were going to respond to me in each instance. So I'm like, okay, if you're a restaurant, if I'm thinking from a consumer's perspective, a restaurant should just like get the order right. My food should taste good. It shouldn't be cold. They should get it right. But when I talked to each individual person at those restaurants, they had very different metrics of success and success looked differently to each of them. And if I hadn't asked, I wouldn't have known that and been able to report back on that. So you may have picked up by this point on what the message is that I'm trying to share with you today, but it is that thought, that concept, and that outing, the lesson that I learned has literally impacted every single one of my business relationships going forward. It impacted my effectiveness as a salesperson calling on those quick service restaurant businesses, certainly, but it's also affected my own career growth in working with my management, um, my management teams in working with as a manager myself and helping grow my team and helping them to reach success. It helped me as a salesperson and building my sales metrics. It's helped me as, uh, you know, working in strategy and business strategy for different clients as they build their brands um, and their relationships with their consumers. It's helped me just to, generally as an individual, like I said, I gave a 
an example of, you know, someone who's delivering your couch or selling you a couch, but it's also helped me to be a better consumer and a better partner to brands from the consumer side of it. So the takeaway here, if you haven't picked up on it yet, but what I want you to remember, the one single sentence that I want you to keep in mind in every single business interaction that you have, how is my counterpart, the other person in this conversation, how is he or she measured? And how can I support what he or she is doing to support the way that he or she is measured? That's it. It's the most simple thing that you could ever think through. But the lack of understanding of this concept is so widespread. It's astonishing to me because people are always thinking about my goals, right? I'm thinking about I'm a salesperson and I have to hit a specific quota this this quarter or this month or whatever it may be, whatever your work environment and the context of your work is. It's really easy to get caught up in how am I measured because when I if I, if I know exactly how I'm measured and I do everything I'm supposed to do to hit that, then I must have found success, right? But what we forget is that our effectiveness, our efficiency, and our contribution is only as important and is only as valuable as the value that we are adding to somebody else in business. No business is going to thrive if they don't have a consumer base who trusts them, if they don't have business partners who want to work with them because we're all reaching our goals mutually. A rising tide lifts all ships. And so if we're not thinking about how is this other person in front of me, what is going to help them to see success in their business or even in their day-to-day, if we're not thinking through that lens, we're missing out on the opportunity to build trust and to ultimately figure out the answers to the questions we need to know in order to provide impact to our clients. So when I'm sitting in a meeting with a net new client, and I mentioned earlier that this is especially effective when you're working with a client who maybe is not your biggest fan or your company's biggest fan right now. Those are the types of clients I love working with the most because at the end of the day, I just need to understand what is going to help them to see value based on what's important to them. So my goal might to might be to sling X dollars of whatever my product is in this month or in this quarter. But if I'm not taking into account what his or her goal is, it's going to be very difficult for me to not only make those sales, but also to see a strong return on that consumer's investment so that they keep coming back or so that they make a referral. So thinking through the lens of what is the problem I'm solving for them is the most important thing that you can keep in mind. And it's not just thinking about what the problem is and how you can solve it, but again, tying it back to how is the person directly in front of me measured while I'm trying to solve that problem. So if we think through a specific product that you might be trying to sell, it may be solving the problem. So let's say that your business is a data analysis platform. If your platform works well, it may be able to analyze the sales data of this potential customer and solve the the data and analytics problem that they have. Okay, cool. That means that your tech works and your engineers should get a a pat on the back. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the person in front of you, just because the business problem is solved, it doesn't necessarily mean they're willing to put their neck out on the line and actually ask for the budget required in order to purchase your offering. That's a much more emotional and personal ask, even if the business ask is being fulfilled. 
So what we need to do is understand how in the grand scheme of the problem being solved is this person also going to be measured successfully based on how he or she aligns within his or her organization. So if I'm talking to someone who is maybe a decision maker, but they have to answer to someone who controls the holistic, let's say, budget for bringing on a new product or tech source, we need to make certain that this will actually help them to look good in front of his or her boss, okay? Meaning it's not just about my product solving the problem in this case, it's about my product showing a return on that investment so that you can help this person go back to his or her boss and say, hey, yep, I made a really savvy business move here or business decision because this ended up saving our company XYZ dollars to be reinvested elsewhere. That might be a very specific example if you happen to work in tech sales or something like that, or or you offer a specific product that's intended to solve an individual problem, but the concept is the same. Or I'll give an example. Let's say that you are trying to, you're working with your boss, you're collaborating on how you can reach the next level in your career. What is going to help you? What's going to merit you for promotion? I've talked in previous episodes about building your brand and having sort of that really strong foothold within the company from an individual relationships perspective, this builds on top of that. And that is, how is your contribution to your team or your company making your boss's job easier, making it easier for your boss to go to his or her boss and show and prove the value of what he or she is doing? How can you take work off of your boss's plate to make it easier for him or her to play up? Okay, so that's another really important application of this same concept. How is my boss measured for success? Is he or she measured for success by the performance uh, of the folks on his or her team? Probably. But is he also measured for success by the level of internal contribution? So people collaborating internally and keeping, keeping culture alive or keeping morale up because we're all working from home and it can be really hard to to keep motivated and maybe feel connected to your team members. So how can I as an individual help to contribute to that internally so that my team members feel aligned, that we're all excited, excited to come into work or come to our computer screens every morning? And does that make my boss's job easier because then he or she isn't as concerned with retention? And then he can go back to his boss and show the value of having a team that's been here, we've been in the trenches together, and we're continuing to produce. So you can use this concept in a ton of different ways, and I hope that this becomes just a running, uh, it's on a hamster wheel in your head. How is the other person measured? And when you're starting from that position, I promise you, I promise you, the value that you add in your relationships, in your business uh, application is going to skyrocket because you're not only going to be meeting your goals and your company's goals, but you're going to be meeting your counterpart, your your customer, your client's goals, and that's going to keep them coming back. That's going to build trust so that you are a trusted partner to them. It's going to build trust and help you to build your brand internally because you are not just concerned with what's good for you. You're concerned with what's good in the bigger picture. You're concerned with what's good for someone on the other side of the table from you. That builds relationships, and relationships are at the core of every level of impact that you can create, whether that's client-facing or it's internal to your team, managing up or managing down. 
So I hope this was helpful. I hope this served you. If it was something that you can take away, if if you learned something here, or if this is something that you will start using in your day-to-day life, share it with someone. If there's someone you can think of who could also benefit from this, just hit that little share icon, text it to them. I would appreciate it so much, and I hope that it impacts and serves them as well. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening, and I will talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to the Thanks for Waiting podcast. If you enjoyed this show, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And I would be so appreciative if you would leave a review and let other listeners know what you loved. You can also follow along with my daily happenings on Instagram at erin.france or check out my website erinlowry.com forward slash podcast. Be well, do good.